How you been, bud? We're ready to review this thing. I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited as well, too. I You look wonderful. Uh, thank you, thank you. It's been a long day, but we got some new countertops today, so <gasps> that's exciting. Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. I sure know how to pick them, don't I? Uh, this movie has gotten a lot of buzz on the internet. So uh, I thought, why not? Let's review a modern movie that just came out, right? Saltburn. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Yeah, you you sure do know how to pick them. I, I guess, know how to pick them. I guess you and I have both been on a a slow streak or a hot streak, some sort of streak this year so far. And yeah. Yeah, it, it's 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 time. We, you know what? So I I picked the few movies before that you you hated were just because of the cult followings just because sure. it seems like the people who like them really like them and uh-huh. they talk about them and they form their own little whatever groups and discussions about them. But the people that hate them, boy, do they hate them. Uh-huh. And I feel like this is another such movie where if you love it, you love it. And if you hate it, you hate it. Yeah. Not me on this one. This one is a little different. This is not a midsummer one where I'm just like, Nope, I hate this. You're not going to change my mind. I'm actually something that's not my personality. I'm kind of great on this movie. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. well, I, again, the benefit and I guess consequence of going into these movies cold and blind is sometimes it you're excited because of the twist at the end. Like that's what it's supposed to give is the emotion or the reaction that it's going for. But there are other times when you're just like, I did not see that coming at all. Right. Yeah. They're there. So, I mean, don't worry for everybody that's listening. Our schedule is going to get more standard as the year goes on. Right. We do got some standard ones coming out like ghostbusters. That's coming out. We're going to see that in theaters, obviously. Do we need to include more Disney stuff into our... Well, we did Little Mermaid. Right, but I don't think there's anything that's new that came out as a, like a new Disney more, movie. More family stuff, because If is coming out this year with Ryan Reynolds. I think we're doing that probably maybe when it right. comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, well, whatever. We're, we're talking about Saltburn. We're talking about Saltburn. So I picked this movie out because, again, going to theaters are expensive. Eric's a brand new father. So going to the theater all the time is something that is not in our wheelhouse much. So I got to fill the schedule. This movie has gotten some buzz. It's an Amazon Prime movie. And uh, don't know this director. Don't know anything about the movie. I saw glimpses of a trailer. It was like a YouTube short. Ironically, we're talking about it. So I didn't see the full trailer. So like the clips, you know what I mean? On uh-huh. YouTube, if you will. So I didn't know what the twist was at the end. Um, which we'll talk about that probably in detail. Let's talk about um, it. Yes. But, uh, no, yeah. So this, I am very great with this movie. I neither hate or like this movie. I loathe. Is that a bit? Is that it? Loathe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I just came from seeing Wicked last weekend, so loathe is uh, definitely a lot of movies. Uh, hearing that word a lot lately. Right. The director of this one is Emerald uh, Emerald uh, Fennel. Uh, she won an Oscar. She, yeah, did she did promising. She also wrote this movie. She did promising young woman that was uh, twenty twenty uh, that won an Oscar. 
Okay. And she's... I, I'm looking her up on IMDb. They don't credit her as a director in her personal page. They only have her as actor, writer, producer, which seems like a they're missing out there a bit. I don't know if, if that's by choice or if that's something else. She's she's an actress as well, and she's she's done a bunch of other things. So she was in the Barbie movie. She was also in The Crown. She played Camilla in The Crown TV series. Who was she in the Barbie movie? She played Midge, the pregnant Barbie. Oh, okay. Face is familiar. Okay, so the reason why I want to I want to ex- explain this real quick for the people that are listening, I had that reaction of she because traditionally, stereotypically, this is not the kind of movie that a female would make. So since you have said she, um, it kind of brought me back to the uh, director who did American Psycho, yet another. A female director that would traditionally not make that kind of movie. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I I, I hear you, especially so I'm because shocked. this I'm seems shocked. a That's bit. Interesting. Yeah, you would think that um, at least in this year, more more unusual. You you have kind of women directors who are doing a bit more. Uh, I guess I don't know. They're they're really standing out. A promising young woman yeah. was one such where it, again it was. I haven't seen it, but it has a pretty big cast. It won an award. It was nominated for a bunch of others. And looking at her, her resume, her, her everything, she is, I, I think she's um, really got a lot going forward. I, I'm excited to see yeah. what else she can do. Me too, because I know what she is. Sorry, I had a cough there. All right, so I'm not going to know the names. All right. Okay. So can I, can I, can I do this for, uh, for the show? So I'm watching the movie on the laptop in my home office. White yesterday. Wife is in the living room watching TV. And I'm not going to lie to you, man. I was half paying attention. You know, I had a day yesterday. Yes. All right. So I'm half paying attention on my phone. One eye on the phone, one eye on the screen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Get through me. it. So I'm not going to spoil the ending for my little thing, but I walk out. My wife goes, how was it? And I go, poor dude meets rich dude in college. Rich dude's like, hey, come to my house for the summer and we'll have fun. Poor dude may be gay with the rich dude. Rich dude may be gay as well. Don't know. Has a sibling who is bleeding and shenanigans (laughs) ensue. And my wife's like, what? And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's, you that's did the a, movie. You did a wonderful job explaining that right. there. All right, well, that's the show, everyone. So who's the main dude? So, 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 I mean, like, but who is this guy? Because, again, I was half paying attention. I did watch the movie, I swear to you. But what's the name of the of the character, the, Ol- the main guy? Oliver Quick. Oliver Twist, gotcha. Oliver so, Quick, sure. Yeah. I'm not so going to correct you on that here. So he is a freshman, not going to Oxford, right? But it takes place in, in, in England. Yes. He's going to some college, right? He's going to Oxford. He is going to Oxford. Okay. And he meets, what's the rich kid's name? Uh, Felix. So Oliver meets Felix by happenstance, right? Because, okay, so what got my attention, right? So this is how it got my attention. we get into the crux of it. So I press play, one eye on phone, one eye on screen. And all of a sudden, they're in like this dining hall. Like Oliver is in this dining hall. Yep. And... This guy, who I'm assuming was like his roommate or something, was just screamed, hey, or something crazy. And everybody kind of like looked. 
Like, what's going on? And then the guy talked normal again. What happened there? Man, I think you would have gotten a lot more of this movie if you paid attention a bit. Well, so, I paid attention halfway through. <laughs> yes. I'll explain when I paid attention. The, the start of this movie was basically showing that Oliver was out of place, that he is the, uh, you, you know, the... the the sore thumb, and he, he's really sticking out. Everyone else is going to Oxford because they are from a privileged family. He's there because of a scholarship. So okay. he's there on a free ride where everyone else is just there to kind of party and, and mess around. When he okay. goes into this dining hall, it's like your standard lunchroom thing for any school, right? You've got to find right. your group. you got to find some friends there. And he finds an open seat. And the open seat that he finds is next to a guy named Michael who's a math genius and gives him a dose of reality saying that, Hey, I guess we're friends now because we have no other friends. And Oliver was kind of pointing out like, well, well, it's the first day. And you know, hey, he's like, look around you. Everyone here has friends and it's now just me and you, bud. Uh, by the way, this guy, Michael, Is that what he yelled? Uh, no, he yelled at, because he, he's a, he said he's a math genius and he was asking Oliver to give him uh a sum. Give give me some numbers so I can do the math in, in the head. And Oliver's just like, well, I, I believe you. I don't need to give you all that. And the guy got very agitated and just kind of reacted. And okay. Kind of, a, you know, just oh, very off-putting there. This guy was, uh, by the way, uh, Evan, Ewan Mitchell, he played Egon Targaryen in House of Dragons. I know you don't watch any of that, but yeah. it was uh, a shift in the role because he, he plays, you know, something... Uh, well, right. he's a long, long-haired, uh, blonde-wigged person. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it, it's basically to show the class difference. Now, see, like he doesn't come back that often, right? Because he comes back in some scenes, but then also Oliver goes sees like a therapist or something, right? It's a, an instructor, and he goes to see instructor. And I thought that something was going on in the movie because there was another dude with him. So this, this, this black kid was with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it? Uh, fairly. Okay. Yeah, that was very much what I would imagine is just kind of a uh, selected or uh, honors class of a sort, like a literature. They were studying poetry or some sort of English or literature written word, and yeah, it was just a kind of a personal or a more in-depth uh, class. It wasn't like a therapy session. It was a a class of whatever they were signed up for okay because the teacher got bored because i thought it was maybe a therapy or maybe a teacher because the teacher's like falling asleep in his chair and looking up at the clock as oliver's reading yeah and the I teacher was, like, was very much distracted yeah right so so how does oliver meet phoenix not not on the felix. bike trail felix like the cat felix the cat how does he meet him he doesn't meet him on the bike trail at first he just, yes that, that that's his first glimpse of him ever is the bike trail. No, not, not Oliver's first glimpse. His first glimpse of him was probably in the courtyard where he just saw the crowd that Felix would have around him. And obviously, why why wouldn't he? He's a very, very tall, uh, handsome, and probably most one of the more well-off students there at Oxford. Gotcha. Okay, so then when these two first meet is um, Felix. On the trail is riding a bike and uh, riding his bike and he has a flat. Yes. And Oliver and him chit chat for a little bit. And then Oliver's just like, you can take my bike. 
Yeah, he was saying that uh, he was on his way to just return some books, that wherever he was going was not of the utmost importance, whereas Felix was saying he's already 10 minutes late, and out of a kind gesture, Oliver was just like, well, just take my bike, I'll take yours, and we go to the same university, I'll just meet up with you. Right. So now comes a year-long, I would say a year-long bromance. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, it takes place the whole semester, right? Not the whole semester, but the first year of college, right? Yeah, their their entire time there, it seemed very much like it's pretty much there. Like, they have a friendship. Right. Right. Well, not they. Do they have a friendship? Is Felix gay? No. But Oliver is. He, Oliver is when he needs to be. No, I, I would say from what I, after watching the movie, because you're you imply that the entire time or, or it, 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 the movie was, was put. I think that he is when he needs to be. And if you, the viewer want to think that Oliver is that, I think you're allowed to think that there's no, there's no, um, not enough argument in the movie to, to say otherwise. I do believe that Oliver did love Felix in, into a certain part. And, uh, so, yeah, I guess if you want to call him that, maybe it was just more of an infatuation of, of who the person is rather than it being some sort of sexual attraction. What kind of love, though? And this is a this is a smart-ass question, but also a real question. Is it a love that I would say two bros have each other? Or is it a love between a bro and a wife? Like, what kind of love is Oliver thinking right now? I I think he's just in, kind of, again, enamored and infatuated with this, this person. Lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Who's who's really there? Are the the elite few, right? Who sure you would you would think that as someone who is of, of a lower status is just almost seething of jealousy. Just be like, how the hell is this person so tall, so good looking, so rich, so just everything is able to just be easy for this person, mm-hmm. and he. Oliver or someone else is the Frank Grimes and they have to work and work and work whereas everyone else has to or there's not everyone else but this one person just has it easy okay okay so okay, maybe okay, there's okay, that infatuation okay. with that but at the same part I again I there there's probably at a certain point I'm sure that he has some sort of attraction it, there has to be right well because because uh, Oliver changes right when we first meet him I mean, he's kind of, I don't want to say mousy for a dude, but he's kind of mousy. His hair's kind of weird, like tussled a little bit. He doesn't look, he, he looks unsure of himself completely. And then he starts hanging out with Felix and his hair's done a little bit, you know, and he looks more frat boyish, but not really, you know, the collar is popped now. Yeah. You he, know? he went like from having a button down to, to kind of right. letting loose and wearing, wearing sweats. Right. He's starting to hang out more and we don't see him really having sex with girls, you know, like it's not that typical movie where he's picking up Felix's scraps, like, like Felix and him are, are buddies. Felix he, likes this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's just following around. He's the shadow and just basically following around Felix and doing everything that he, that he can absorbing as much of, of Felix's life as, as he can. And right. I think in the middle of that, he became in love with him. Okay, fire, fair enough. Now, the, the, this all takes place within 30 minutes of the movie, right? Because the movie is like two hours and 15, two hours and 20. So 
the bulk of the movies after first year of college, right? Right. Um, but also in this college years too. Now I don't know if I'm piecing little things together because I start paying attention when he goes to Saltburn. Oliver does, but doesn't Oliver say something like like his mom's like a drug addict or, or like something happened with his family? He came from nothing. Yeah, he right. describes a life of squalor that his dad is a drug dealer somewhat maybe abusive and his mom is just this addict of some sort just uh kind of kind of a liability yeah he's very much saying that he he doesn't have a family or doesn't care to go back to a family knowing what we know about oliver at the end of the movie do we believe that he actually is going to oxford with a scholarship or did he cheat his way or lie to get to where he is at Oxford? I think that he did get into a scholarship. He is very intelligent. I think they did a very good job of that in the movie. They show in the poetry class of his, uh, the poetry that he writes, the references that he makes when he is at Saltburn to Sir James Canton, the obviously the, the patriarch or, or whatever, the, you know, the, the owner of the house. Uh, his references to the history of the items around the house. I think he is a very, very intelligent person. And so he probably did get a scholarship. Also, because when he went into Oxford, it seemed that on first day one, everyone knew that he was the scholarship boy. Gotcha. So when you go to Princeton or Yale, everybody knows you're the scholarship boy. So, gotcha. It's the same thing with Oxford, then. I, I don't know how I'm they assuming. know. I, I'm assuming. I, but assuming. rumors fly as as they do. Right. So now the bulk of the movie where I want to talk about is uh, it's the end of the first year, right? And and Felix and him are saying their goodbyes or, or what have you. And then Felix, being nice, says, hey, why don't you come stay with the family for the summer? Yeah, right? he has some sympathy saying, thinking that Oliver his dad just died and he doesn't want to go back to a messy house there. Again, Oliver does a very good job of painting this picture. Um, Mm -hmm. One such scene was when he was hanging out with Felix in Felix's dorm or room and he starts cleaning up saying, you gotta, you gotta clean up, you gotta clean up, you gotta clean up. And it was a bit of a kind of a, kind of a heated uh, thing match there a little bit where Felix is just like, stop, I can, I'm able to clean up. You know, I'm a grown person here. I can do that. And it was later revealed that it was a sign of trauma for Oliver because his mom would always be comatose in the bed or or high or whatever the hell. His dad was nowhere to be found. And so the whole house that he lived in was meant to be filthy. And so he always has to clean up kind of a thing. And so he's really doing a good job of of painting this this picture, this portrayal of, of who we think Oliver is. Very nice. By the way, we've all have either known and disliked or known and liked of Felix in our young college years, right? There was a scene in the movie that hit home with me, right? There's a dude, some dude that's in the background that has a couple lines that has a girl on his lap or sitting right next to him. Just some random guy. He's in the cameras doing the scenes are going. And all of a sudden, Felix just like sits up and like this goes to the girl, she grabs his hand and he walks away. And the guy's like, I've been working on her for an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and I and a lot of people listening to this episode in Dude World have all been that dude. We're like, I've been, what? 
yeah, I, I have known a few of those people. Uh, more in, in high that. school, in uh, rather than it being in in college, just because I think I've you know felt more of my or found more of my crowd in, in college. But yeah, sure. in high school, it's it is the person where people want to be around with just because you right. know they not even be all that good looking, or they probably are, but it's just because they have the potential. They have. They're rich. They have the big house that, you know, it's, that's all it takes. And people are drawn to that. What did, what did Oliver say? So Oliver was coming to the dorm room and there was a girl, a very nice looking girl waiting for Felix. I guess he stood her up or something. So she went upstairs to have a shag. <laughs> I was doing English speak. And oh, he you. said, Oh, they were they were making out or something, and then she said she asked a question, and then Oliver's like, "I don't think he's gonna care or something." And that pissed her off. Like, I don't yeah. think what he said was bad, or am I missing something? No, no, no. So again, this is a, a a detail that is very good in the storytelling, and I appreciated this. There was a moment I think when Oliver was I don't know if he was um, being in in grieving mode for his his dad's death air quotes there and uh, or for something else and felix had said oh well, let's go to the bar later and i'll, I'll text you and so felix or oliver said okay and he never got the text he was waiting for the text and he never got one and so oliver just was like all right well i'll go to the bar anyway and sure enough he sees felix at the bar he never got the text so obviously felix was just kind of st standing him up and just like all right well Screw you guys, I'm going to go to the bar anyway, type of thing. And Oliver, instead of him going to Felix and being like, hey, well, what the hell? I thought you said you were going to text me when you go to the bar. He just leaves to go back to his dorm. And he oh. sees, I believe her name's Annabelle, who also, in the same position of Oliver, got stood up as well, too. Probably was was um, made to believe that she was going to hang out with Felix. And Felix would be like, oh, I'll text you. And then never did. So... Oh. Knowing that Oliver is a friend of Felix's, she goes upstairs to try to get a little, little hanky-panky with some Oliver. And while they're getting it on, she asks, "Is like, do you think this will make Felix jealous? Oh, so, jealous, yeah. So, obviously, the whole reason why she's hooking up with Oliver is just to make Felix jealous. And then Oliver basically says the only truthful thing in the movie, right? Is right. that, oh, honestly, I don't think it's even going to register with this guy. And he's very much right. Felix could give two cares less, right? Right. Um, so this is where Oliver fails. Because if Jordan was in this situation, he'd be like, oh, he's so jealous. Oh, he's so jealous, baby. <laughs> you got to do that, right? So anyway, let's go back to Saltburn with this. Where, um, you know, he gets invited to go to Saltburn. And big mansion, butlers, maids, the whole nine, right? We meet mother, father, daughter, right? That's that's the group, right? But then also there's these characters. Now, again, maybe I had a stroke uh, at their, during this time, but there was some other guests there that are not family, right? Like wasn't wasn't that uh, wasn't that his his uh, his roommate or something was there too, hanging out all the time? So. Fair, fairly, the his uh, schoolmate, if you want to call him that, is the cousin of Felix. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. yeah, and then there was the one blonde girl who um, is the Felix's sister, I believe. Right. 
Right. And then there was Carrie Mulligan, who was, I, I want to say, the friend of the family, Roseman Pike's friend, uh, okay. Lisbeth, her her friend who was kind of just staying for a little bit, who has seemed like overstayed her welcome. It really does show in this part, and then as they make reference to, this is not the first time that Felix has, has invited a friend over to stay for the summer as well either. Right. That the family is a bit i don't know they're they're not like philanthropists but you know they're just they're nice they they extend kind of this hand maybe or maybe they're just showing how lonely they are and that they want to bring in some uh, someone from the outside to kind of spice up the inner workings a bit more that that could be too i think fairly made a comment about that but yeah, you know they get tired of these people pretty quickly or however long they just say okay well you can you can leave now but Again, like who would want to leave Saltburn? Right. So I actually didn't know where this movie was going to go, right? I'm thinking, okay, I've seen this movie before, right? Uh, Good-looking young man. You've been saying that a lot for all these movies. We've been watching too many movies, man. If we're, if we're saying that for every movie we watch. I know, because we're the movie guys, right? I mean, but anyway, but like I've seen this movie before, right? So he arrives to Saltburn. Everybody's nice, right? And I'm thinking, and boy, was I wrong. Uh, but I was like, okay, so the family's going to eventually become psychotic, and Oliver's going to be our hero. He's going to be our heroine. He's going to be the virgin that survives the the massive, the hunt is on dangerous game kind of <laughs> okay. movie. You, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm thinking we're going at, right? Because we've seen that before, right? Young, rich guy brings another person, whatever, to the house, and all of a sudden the rich family are crazy, and they do rich, crazy things, right? We've seen that. That's not where the movie goes, and I'm very happy that's not where the movie goes. That's where I'm kind of gray at, where I don't well, I neither like or dislike this movie. I'm in the middle of it, where it's like, okay, so this is where we get to meet the entire family, and the family has their problems, right? The mom is sexually attracted to Oliver? No, she's, she just, the mom likes the attention that Oliver gives her. <laughs> she, right? she had a fantastic quote during that scene, by the way, I don't know if you remember where she admitted to being a lesbian, oh. but then she switched back. Yeah, she, yeah, she like dabbled, and he was like, "But, but you have children or something like that." And he's like, "Yeah." It was too wet for her. The men yeah. are uh, delightfully dry, or something like that. Is what she said. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that woman before. The mom. I, I've seen this actress. She was in I Care a Lot. Was she the main woman in I Care a Lot? Yes. Okay. That's where I know her from. Well, she's been in, in many other things as well, too. She was in Die Another Day. She played oh, Mar- Miranda yeah. Frost. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's terrible in that. Well, that anybody, everybody's terrible. <laughs> she, yeah, but she's been in a a lot. She's a she's a she's in Gone Girl. You remember that one? Oh, that's right, man. She was the Gone Girl. Yes. Okay, so yeah, uh, I okay. No wonder why this woman is familiar to me. She's one of those actors or actresses, no matter if it's male or female, for me, where I have seen the face, and for some reason, I ultimately respect them because I think I've seen their work and I liked it. You know what I mean? She, yeah. Well, she's a English actress, so they are yeah. often very classically trained. It, she's she's good. I I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do very much enjoy Rosamund Pike. Again, she I hated her and I care a lot. And if you're acting well enough to where I, the viewer, can hate you that well, you're doing something right. Yeah, no, we got to go back and watch that again one day. Maybe I will pass. I know. Yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, the dad 
do I be a jerk and say that the dad was a nothing of a character? I mean, again, the mom was a nothing of a character, really, kind of, right? Because they just let the kids do what they wanted to do. But the dad was just so in the background I, a I, lot. Yeah, Richard E. Grant is the character, uh, or I mean, as the actor. Yeah, and you've seen him in a lot of things as well, too, by the way, I'm right. sure. But yeah, I think that's that's kind of goes to the point that it's showing that these rich people want for not that they are just in their own world. They're in their own bubble of, I I don't even want to say just just narcissism. Are they bad? I mean, because that's what I'm no. trying, that's where that's where I'm leaving with the movie at during the credits. I'm like, were these rich people bad? And I don't think they were. They had flaws like any family would, but they're not the villains. Not not at all. I I would say that if anything, you know, they're they're at times politely rude. Sure. But no, I don't see them to be a uh, an evil or, or bad family whatsoever. They just maybe be maybe are a bit disconnected from right. from reality at times. But no, I mean, uh, Felix is is a nice guy. I, again, you uh, might generally have, a nice guy. Yeah, he's. He's very thoughtful. What he did for Barry's birthday, or I'm sorry, Barry is the actor for Oliver's birthday, you know, and uh, hell, even inviting him to Saltburn. He's a very same with the sister too. They're they're overall just nice people. The only person I think who people would perceive as as maybe rude or, or the bad guy might be Fairly, but he's the only person that was quick to call Oliver out on his on his BS. No, he was quickly, right? So so Oliver, so the beginning of the episode, I said that Oliver was, we were introduced to Oliver as a kind of mousy kind of guy, right? His hair was not right, and he had a button down. And then as the college year progressed, he had, you know, the popped collar, if you will, and he was more of that lifestyle. He really adapts to this lifestyle quickly. His haircut's a little different. He has a swagger about him. Um, he's starting to be in the shadows more. He rapes a guy? Who was that that he was in bed with? That was Fairly. That was Fairly. Okay, because it was, it was... Okay. He had, again, at that, that part in the movie, Oliver has done a good job of really getting at each part of the family member individually. Right. And, and really trying to play to their weaknesses and, and vulnerabilities as well as to his, his strengths. I think he knew Fairley's uh, was a bit, uh, I don't know, gay, I guess, for the most part. And he called him out just saying, like, hey, why are you so mean to me? Why are you so always trying to, you know, get on my bad side? And Fairley was just called him out. You know, he's just like, I, I don't trust you. I, I think, you know, you're you're just trying to take advantage of the family. And Oliver's just like, yeah, but that's what you're trying to do. You know, but at the same part, Fairley's like, well, it's, but I'm a part of the family. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not you, but then he, correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Because this is me. I mean, he, Oliver raped. Well, did he rape? No, he didn't. It was. Be uh... Because the scene is that the scene is that the dude's sleeping and Oliver, you know, gets on top of him. Yeah. And then a lot of facial expressions happens of enjoyment. So I'm like, do we just, you know, like, is, like, I'm curious, but then nothing happens out there. Like, I mean, there's no relationship. It was just like a one-night fling, well, if you will. Well, because after that, Fairly got kicked out of the house. 
All right, so the scene that was a big scene that caught my attention, that hap- this happened after that scene. Yeah, so the reason why Oliver, I think, had done that was not just to do a power move, but the same part to, you know, get him to, you know, I guess pass out so that he could get access to his phone and set him up as the next morning we hear a bit of a commotion from upstairs uh, in the downstairs part Mm -hmm. that fairly he's being kicked out of the house by Sir James. uh, Why was he kicked out of the house? Because he was caught stealing an item and trying to email Sotheby's, an auction house, to sell that for some money. We had seen before, in scenes before, that Fairley had gone to his uncle to try to get some more money for the family. Gotcha. So this was this perfect This was an opportunity, possibly, for somebody to look guilty. But we don't know anything at that point, right? We think that this is what happens. Well, at this point, at least for for my part, as I'm watching it, things are starting to really add up, and not in a good way. Where it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, well, that's that's too much for it to not to be a coincidence. Right. I need you to trust me on this next part. So, I need you to trust me. I'm gonna be clean. The scene that um, people are talking about is the sister is. For some stupid reason, I actually, th- I actually think the reason this happens is stupid, but from a writing standpoint. But she's in a white see-through nightgown, like frolicking through the garden in the middle of the night for some reason. Or was she trying to seduce Oliver? Like, did she know Oliver was out, was watching her? Like, so we know from comments before that last year when Felix had invited a friend over. I forgot who the guy's name was that they mentioned, but that the friend ended up sleeping with the sister. Okay. So this is her thing. After they found that out, they asked that, that person to leave because they felt it disrespectful, blah, 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 blah. It was kind of implied from the first moment that Oliver and uh, the sister, geez, I need to find out her name. Uh, so this was her power move, though. That Yeah, for the most part. Her power move was to sleep with Oliver to get him kicked out because it happened before. At the same part, it could just be that uh, maybe that she's just horny. <laughs> right. So so she's frolicking. Venetia? Is that her name? Oh, I'm just going to say the sister. Yeah, that's fine. So she's not frolicking. What I mean is that Oliver looks out the window and she's in this white see-through nightgown and she's just walking slowly, kind of looking up to the window to make sure that Oliver sees her. Oliver comes down just strutting his stuff, right? Full peacock feathers, you know. You know, he's he's, he's there, right? And, um, you know, she's sitting on a bench, you know, and he starts making her feel good. And she's just like, this is the bad time a month for me. And it made me pause the movie and do a deep breath when he says, it's okay. Thank God I'm a vampire. Yeah. Oh, boy. And then he spreads the joy around. Yep. Have got his How did you feel on. about that? How did you, how'd you, now that wasn't Red Wings, bud. How did you feel about that? Well, that was more than Red Wings. Yeah, well, it's. We didn't see that act, but it looked like in the bathtub scene after it looked like Joker. Well, yeah, <laughs> funny you say that because he's playing Joker, by the way. The actor. 
uh, in the new DCU. So he played it in the so, Batman. That's the actor. That yeah, played the, that, that that was in the deleted scene. Yeah, that's the same guy, Barry Keegan, Kogan, whatever you want to call him. Really? Because because uh, okay, he's playing Joker again in the new Batman, the sequel. Yeah, so that's that guy. That's the guy. I, this is an actor man to look out for. All I, right, I really Art's think he's smiling right now. He's, okay. He's good. Uh, I liked him in yeah. Banshees of Inisherin too. He was really good in that. All right, I'm really smiling. Um, yeah. So why? He's also why a Green Knight you... that we watched earlier. Was he? He wasn't the main dude though. No, Dev Patel? No, he was not Dev Patel. <laughs> Do you remember when why? the Green Knight was walking into the battlefield, and there was like that thief guy who still who steals his sword? Was that him? Or the axe, or whatever? Yes, that's the guy. You know why I'm smiling is because this actor that we get in this movie, right, Oliver, um, the voice that he does for the Joker in the deleted scene for the Batman with Robert Pattinson is not the same voice. Like, this guy is 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 a hell of an actor. Yeah, I, I he's one to watch, man. I really do think yeah. that he's, he's a good actor. Why would the sister allow him to do these acts to him like this? Like, that, that seems... Two girls, one cup territory. You know what I mean? Like, why? Oh, it's a bit intense there. What? No, it's not. Listen, I know. That I understand this movie had a lot of bodily fluids. It did not have those bodily fluids. I understand that, but it was. Why did she allow this? I, I think that she just wanted some attention. I guess. I guess. So then, the next scene is when cousin dude gets asked to be removed right because then oliver comes after him but not comes after him but it like go you know gets him out right that happens uh what after well because after, after he hooks up with with the sister the cousin watched and then tells felix about it right felix is very upset and that's when we learn that because this has happened before last year Right, so then this is where, does, does Felix get his revenge then by saying, hey, guess what, I found your mom's not on drugs anymore, let's go see her. No, this is where Oliver comes to, to Felix and says, what's wrong? And then uh, Felix is you know, like, you know what's wrong. And then Oliver, we get to see he's already played the mom by, by flattering her. He's already played the sister now uh, by doing the vampire. And now he's playing Felix by... By saying that, oh no, uh, it's not me. I'm respecting you and your family here. Uh, fairly, your cousin never liked me from the start, and he's just he's just being that guy. He's just he's just one that's just going around and, and trying to say things that aren't true. And that's when we get another encounter with Felix and Fairly saying that, like you know, in in other parties and other encounters, that like you're the one that's stirring the pot here buddy like what, what what's right. wrong with you and we see that from the character like that's who this person is is someone who's bored and that's why he is just kind of talking crap about everybody right he's, he's even though he's not even though he's he's telling the truth right but he's so then but this is where but this is when though at, towards this middle part this is when Felix knows the truth about Oliver and takes him back home. Uh yeah, I think soon after this, yes. Yeah, soon after this he takes him back home and Oliver's like pleading with him, 
no, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, you know, and, and Felix was like, no, I did research, man. Your mom's good, you know, whatever. So we're going to go back home. Yeah, I don't know if he if he knew that. I think he, no. Felix had just said that he he got to his phone and got his mother's number and just said it's a birthday surprise. Mm-hmm. And then going to the house really was the surprise. Right, was the surprise. And he comes from a middle-class, blue-collar family. Mom and dad are there, and he has siblings. Yeah. And his mom and dad are like, where have you been all summer? What is up? And Felix knows this guy's a POS. He's just getting more and more because not only did Oliver lie to Felix and his family, but now he's finding out that Oliver has lied to his own family. Is this a part of Oliver's plan or is this at this point make up as you go? Yeah, I I would think that's a trait of like pathological liar right where he's just going on but at the same part it just seems too well thought out to be not planned right what did okay so is to this distance one of those... from his family i think the family part of from his own family was not necessarily planned so much as it was just easier enough to to get them out of the picture by giving them feeding them some lines right whereas on the Saltburn side of that family, I feel like a lot of that was very calculated. Like there was a moment at the end of the movie when um, the sister uh, said that, uh, oh, my, my dad calls you the spider because you just look around in the corners and you dismiss yourself at appropriate times. You spin in your little web and really calling him out. And that's really what he's done the entire movie. He's, He's observing, he's listening, he's gaining the facts, and he strikes when the opportunity presents itself. He clearly does, because then Felix knows that he's a liar. So then we have, like, I don't know, like this end-of-the-year bash party? His birth, Oliver's birthday party. So That that was Oliver's birthday, all those people at the end? Yeah, because uh, his... Uh, Felix's mom, Elizabeth, whatever her name is, said that, uh, oh, we'll have to throw you a party and we'll get 100, 200 people kind of a thing. And uh, it was all to that. And so obviously the the day comes and Felix takes him to the family, finds all the crap and says, listen, you know, uh, we're friendship. Our friendship is done. It's too late to cancel the party. It's obviously a big, excuse me, grand affair. And it's it would be you can't you know, disinvite or uninvite everybody else right now and just cancel everything. So we'll have this party, and then after, you just go home. Right. And this is where Oliver channels his inner fallout boy with the antlers for some reason on his head. <laughs> what? It well, it's because a, they were doing a Midsummer Night's Dream that's theme. That's what it was. That's why he had the wings. and That's why right? it was I mean, fairies, and, and it was very, yeah. very fanfare. Yeah, very... Didn't you think of Fallout Boy with the antlers? Or was it I, just... I am now. It, it, pretty much theft at that point. <laughs> I mean, right. Um, and nobody wants anything to do with Oliver. Well, nobody knows Oliver, which, well, is, which is kind of the yeah. thing, too. And they even highlighted it in that birthday party when they were singing happy birthday to him. And he pulled out the candle and they're singing happy birthday. And that part when they go, happy birthday, dear. And nobody knows his name. Right. So there's that awkward silence when they're just like, oh, geez, we don't know who this person is. Uh, happy birthday to you. 
Right, right. And, and this is where Felix has nothing to do with it, and then he's getting jealous. And this is Felix then goes to the Shining Heads Mage, right? And to have sex with a girl. Yeah, well, this is a. Uh, it's also to to take note that the entire time Oliver is not really enjoying his party as much as he's just kind of stalking Felix, again waiting for this this right moment to strike. He catches Felix in the bathroom with uh, fairly the cousin and a few other people, ripping some lines, and Felix really dismisses him, just like yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, and then yeah, Oliver is just kind of lurking again in the shadows. Follows him into the hedge mage and hedge maze and yeah um kind of does a the the final goodbye right let him finish right because he's he's in mid uh, action and he's just like felix she's like god man jeez you know yeah right sort of buzzkill huh right and then you know they have the little spat and the next day oliver wakes up and there's a blood curdling screaming now this movie has changed direction, right? Because I didn't expect this to happen. Felix is dead. Yeah, that was my guess from the start, just because of how the movie opened with Oliver in a nicer outfit, kind of groomed a bit more and saying that I loved him, speaking in past tense. Right. Um, but I did not expect the rest of the movie. <laughs> no, I expect the movie to, the rest of the scenes to happen the way they did, no. Um, but... And then and the dead. Now, the actor, like you said before, I've seen him bef- uh, multiple times, but the actor was really good, right? He was a dad that was not accepting the death. He was just like, oh, he's he's drunk or he's sick or let's 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 move him. Let's get him in. Oh, he's cold. Let's get him a blanket, you know, and it's just like, oh, that's that's interesting. Right. Yeah. And then the, like then they Shock. go inside. Right. And then they bury him. We'll talk about that scene later. Um, they bury him, but then they all are in the dining room and the family is trying to keep it together. And then they shut the blinds and it's all red and they start screaming and going crazy for some reason. That was weird. Yeah, it was a very high, high it was a very tense scene. Right. And it was tense, but I'm just like, what, what's going on? Well, yeah, because the, the sister was obviously just, everyone's in denial, but the dad, it, it just, it was just like, well, we don't know how to what to do in this situation. And so instead of maybe grieving properly, they're just trying to go about their day, going about the beats that they would normally do in, in a day mm-hmm. just to kind of, I don't know, play pretend, I guess, as, as they would. But yeah, they have to close the curtains and everything is red. And it's, it's really just something that they cannot hide from. Yeah. And the sisters constantly pouring the wine and overfilling it, and and well, then by the way, a great scene right there because you know as the, the cup tipped over, or you know what I mean, it's overflowing. So the situation, mm-hmm. very much like the the wine in the cup, has has overflowed, and you gotta address it. Yeah, the, uh, this director knows what she's doing. Yeah, oh yeah, there's right. there was a yeah. lot of uh, small little details. I had to look up this up after the movie, but there's a lot of small little details that were in the movie, a lot of foreshadowing that was done, a lot of uh, background scenes. And yeah, I, I'm not anxious or I'm sorry, I'm not eager to, to quick watch this movie again, but mm-hmm. it is fun to read about all these little, uh, I don't want to call them Easter eggs, but I guess that's what they are. Why? I know why. Just for the sake of the show. Why at the funeral and everybody leaves why does oliver have sex with the grave 
I think because he has to accept that he maybe he does love Felix, right? No, man, that's the way I take it. Is the guy, the guy's gone. He's gone at this point. Any any humanity left uh, in Oliver at this point is completely gone. I think that was his way of saying, "I have effed you. I have beat you. Ooh. Uh, uh, my plan is coming to fruition." Now here comes the next step. That's what I feel what that scene was. Because paint the picture like for it. people. You know what I mean? Like paint the picture for the people. Dude's buried. Felix is dead. And the ground is fresh. And Oliver gets naked and proceeds to hump the ground. And it's like, okay, this is happening. All right. His next victim is the sisters taking a bath. And this is a very tense scene. Right. The sister knows. Yes. The, 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 the sister knows maybe that Oliver didn't kill him, but Oliver has a hand. She put it together that, sure. listen, you came here and then suddenly all this weird stuff hap- started to happen. You've known Felix, my brother, for, <laughs> what you say, like six months or something like that? Sure, and yeah. things started to go wrong ever since then. And she really started to piece it together and basically just called him out. Right, and then this is where they have a very interesting makeout scene, and yeah. the next day she's she did not want attention. She did the deed. She committed suicide in the bathtub. She went up instead of crossways. Right? Uh, whew. Yeah, she Oliver got lucky with that one that she actually did kill uh, herself. Uh, but yeah, I think she. She, again, was probably bothered that this guy is... Oh, did she call him out? Because he was, like, trying to to basically impersonate Felix, wearing his cologne, wearing his clothes. Right. And, and she called him... I mean, like, maybe... I don't know if she thought that she killed him, but, you know, he's, he's definitely the cause of things. She's, right? She's basically... Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. She was just kind of... Just a wreck. Right. And she was just kind of saying, piecing it together as, as much as she could. Right. So then um, the next is she's dead. And then the father uh, meets with Oliver in his study and he just pulls out a checkbook, not literally off the bat, but he gets so frustrated. He pulls out a checkbook and he goes, How much would it cost for you to go away? Yeah, I think he realized that it was a bit of a threat that uh, his wife, uh, Elspeth, geez, whatever her name is, is really taking a bit more of a shine to Oliver than she needs to be. Right, 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 right. By really saying, like, oh, you're you're not going home. You're going to stay here, right? You're going to stay here. And really, um, again, maybe just the flattery that she was given before by him is, again, in this, this weird kind of, I don't know, trance this this make-believe state where you know there's there's maybe some something that will will give her some sort of i don't know not, not closure but an happiness aid? yeah yeah i guess right and we don't see oliver take the money do you think that he said some number and he took it oh or yeah do you think he just right so now we don't know the timeline right because i went back and i rewound because she said, oh, my God, Oliver. So we we jump in time. We, we don't we know do. the time. Oh, we do know. I, 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 I'm piecing it together because when he, Oliver, arrived, 
first at Oxford. It said class of 2006. Okay. And then I believe the paper gave the death date of 2002. Okay. All right. So it was a year later then. That's no. No. 2000 class of 2006, meaning that they would have graduated college in 2006. Uh, that he he was there, or maybe that this all happened in 2006, but then the dad died in 2002. Okay, that's not that's not a year, Jordan. Class of 2006. Yep, and then the dad died in 2022. Oh, 2020. I'm sorry. There's the 2000 and two. I'm sorry. Oh, if I was saying that, then I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So you're saying. That that the movie happened in two thousand six, but the end of the movie happens in two thousand twenty two. Yeah, so it's like okay, to, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I Fifteen you. some odd years later. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. O two, o six. Okay, so uh, it's two thousand. He went back in so time and killed the dad. Yes. Right. It's years later, and he's randomly in a coffee shop and the mom walks in to order herself a coffee right and people have masks god i, I should have known it was 2022 people had masks on besides the actors yeah you notice that no and i didn't she, actually but I, I got another another little detail there right uh the uh batista whatever they called it a barista barista <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, she, she turns around. She's like, Oh my God, Oliver. And he's just like, Hey, she's like, Oh my God, you've grown up. You've changed. And you should come back to Saltburn. You know, my husband's dead. And he's like, all right, I'll come back to Saltburn to where immediately he's on her. He's talking to her on her deathbed. He, we, we, we find, okay, let's talk about her. He goes back to Saltburn and he poisons her. Yeah, she she is ill or becomes ill for some uh, unknown reason. I don't know if he poisons her, but again, he's been there for um, I guess it says several months. And uh, because I was thinking of Killers of the Flower Moon, like he he poisoned her. Sure, that's what my interpretation was. I, and, I, it did. It doesn't show that specifically, but you could just say that because of her age, that maybe she just I don't know. Right. So this is where the uh, the confession hits, where he was, these are my words, where he, he crawls up on the bed very, you know, sexually, and he's just like omitting everything in the house. And we find out, you know, that she signed the deed and everything over to him. Yep. Right. And he said, in my words, that he has played this whole family since day one, that he... Um, Pop the tire in Felix's bike, so they were destined to meet with each other. And he was the one that actually killed Felix. He gave Felix um, uh, a poison bottle of wine or booze or whatever, and that's what killed him. And that he did not deliberately kill the sister, but uh, he gave her the tools to kill herself. He gave her the razor blades, which Act we did see. But yeah, right. And the dad, we don't know, right? The dad probably died of old age. That was by happenstance, I'm assuming. Yep. And now the deed is his and the house is his. He played this family like a fool. So before we talk about the very last scene, why? Why? Why, why did Oliver do this? Because 
he was bored because he's a psychopath? Like, I mean, did we just watch a movie where we follow the life of a psycho? Like, is this American Psycho, but English Psycho? So you had said before that you have seen this movie, and uh, Sarah had made this comment, and, and many comments online had said that too, that this is very reflective of talented Mr. Ripley. Ah. Uh. And uh, something of, of that where you have somebody, a con man, if you will, just trying to play the long game, a goal in mind, and had set everything up to where it would fall into place. So again, some parts where you have to be patient, whether it be the 15 some years where the the um you know the the man of the house had to pass and you know where he has to uh, hope for certain people to kill themselves or certain things to be found. Yeah, there was there was a lot into play, I think, and if all of it was intended that's a mastermind i think though at the same part like a spider he was just waiting for his opportunity and took it when it it showed so the last thing in the movie is he wakes up he's completely nude and he is dancing to a very catchy like i would say disco song very upbeat uh, right and we see everything and this dude is letting it out figuratively and literally uh, this is his victory dance. This is the Joker going down the stairs moment. He has won. Uh, yep. Salt burn is now his. Yes. This is what actually made me fall in love with the movie, to be honest with you. This this <laughs> this shot. Go on. The reason why I did is because, I mean, like I said, this is the Joker going down the stairs moment. This is where you you are so far away from reality. Like, this guy's is dancing naked, maybe to a song, maybe not to a song. We don't know the reality. Sniffing cocaine, right? And then we didn't talk about this in the movie at all in, the, in, our, in our review. But Felix would say, and his family, when there was a death of a family member, they would write their name on a rock and throw it in this creek or a pond or whatever. Yeah. And last shot of the movie is that all the deaths of the family's names are on this rock. And, like, Felix is one, like... Like that Felix Alvarez won. And it's like, that made me actually kind of dig it because, like, this guy is so. Pardon, this guy's batshit crazy. For the most and, part. Right. And it's like, oh my God. Like, okay. Like, I, I enjoyed it for the art of it. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoyed the last shot for the art of it of, like, this is the guy's craziness. Yeah. I'd say for the most part. Did you feel that maybe there was any sort of um, undertone message that was or overtone message in the movie about uh, some class uh, uh, differences like how uh, uh, rich people are afraid of poor people or if um, somebody's uh, you know the, the infatuation part of it you know what they're willing to do to get what they want I feel like this is where the black and white mean comes into play, where I don't feel like the movie's telling me that. I feel like this guy is literally just a crazy person. And he picked out his victim, random victim A, and that's who he was going after. I mean, he got what he wanted. Right? I, that's what I think this movie was. I don't think there's anything like, oh, they're rich, so I'm going to come after them because he looks like he came from a very poor rich stop. You know, mm -hmm. like, no, I think this is just a crazy guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that might be an easier answer because I I don't know, and maybe I'll I'll come across the uh, the opinion piece after we record this. But yeah, I I wouldn't say there was any clues in the movie that would show that this no. was even part of a, a a grandmaster plan. Like this was a day one thing. I think. He was just, uh, you know what? The sister did make a, a point that you're that um, when she was calling him a spider, that you're not a spider, you're more like a moth. Oh. And, and she called him a surf a few times, and you know, just really kind of reflecting on just like you're you're the poor and you're not one of us, and just his this person's desire to be included. The entire movie it shows him how he doesn't. Uh, how he's not involved, he doesn't have any friends, how he's just not included, he's not part of the club. And it's really his entire desire is to be a part of that. He wants to be in um, the party. He wants to be uh, invited. And he, no matter how hard he's trying throughout this entire movie, he never does. Right. Until the very end. Even at the very end, when he does it, he's all alone. Right, yeah, we don't see any maids or, or butlers, anybody around, right? We don't know if he keeps them on the payroll, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, he just has this house. He could not, He could live out the rest of his days as a hermit. I don't know. I just think that was her drunken, grieving BS comment to attack him to make him feel less than. Yeah, well, at the same uh, part, I think it's it does kind of give a of a, a a point it's telling us something without telling us right yeah I, I mean there's there's a lot more to this movie than first watch right there's definitely youtube clipping right to actually see what you've missed um but with that let's go to the pop ratings well, I, I, I know right. what clip you're gonna be watching on youtube no um do i want to give this a medium over large right so that's why i'm kind of struggling with it because i said in the beginning that i don't hate it and i don't like it but I'm in the middle. I like the movie up the last shot because just because everybody sees movies differently. I see this movie through my eyes as, Oh, we, we, we are seeing a, a crazy person. Kind of like the realization when you see Fight club for the first time. Yeah. And you're like, and you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. I, I kind of dig what they're doing. Um, I don't think this movie's a large though. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go back and check it out again. I'm going to say a solid medium. I enjoyed it enough. I probably will YouTube some clips. It was cool. Um, I think that if I was in film school, this is a movie that people, this is like the Donnie Darko. This is the American Psycho, right? This is that weird, obscure movie that nobody's not supposed to know about, but everybody should know about. And then we... You know, hey, want to go to Dorcia? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, like that's that's this movie for this generation. So, it's good. It's not great. Medium for me. What do you think? What is your popcorn rating for Saltburn? I'm really on there with you. Like as as much as there's so many parts of this movie that I did enjoy, I think the storytelling was fantastic. I think the character development and the arcs were fantastic. I think the cinematography was gorgeous this movie was shot beautifully the costumes were all beautiful um i i think that again going back in in reading about all of the little details i'll I'll share with you one that i was really impressed with that i shared with before was the story of the doppelganger uh around the dinner table this is a and i they even give us timestamp on this one at 44 minutes in 
the was it Carrie Mulligan's character was talking about a story of a doppelganger, about how oh so and so's sister was in Italy and she saw a doppelganger and then however so many so soon after then she died. As she was telling that story, it cut to a, a shot of the sister kind of reacting to it, and in the window behind it, you saw Felix's doppelganger quickly walk by the window, foreshadowing his death. Okay. So it yeah, it was like he was same look, same same outfit that he was wearing, and then it cut to after. So little things like that. Um the toy that uh Oliver had played with as well was a representation of the family. That uh okay. when, and when he right. pl- and him playing it and then him stopping it, it, you know, there's there's a lot of symbolism in the movie. And again, I feel like as you would said, as as a uh, student that was probably in this, you could probably get a, a lot to dig into this and, and really, you know, if if Ryan was here right now, we'd be having a different conversation. <laughs> but sorry, yeah, there's there's a again, there's a lot to to go into this movie. But at the same part, is it is it large bag worthy? I would recommend this movie to to people, but it's it's one of those. Who do you recommend it to? Like, I mean, you recommend it to a to to a Ryan. You don't recommend this to an Ed. Yeah, yeah, right? certainly. Yes, exactly. To the person who would who would appreciate it, and I do feel like maybe this is a better as a one time watch because you, or maybe you know, it two times at most because you you watch it the first time to get the twist, and then you watch it the second time to observe everything, but. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's really, I don't know if there's much else, at least not for, for me. I can see where you're going with it's this generation's Donnie Darko. I understand what, you're, what you mean by that. I don't know. I, As I, much as I enjoyed the movie, I, I, I feel like giving it a large is giving it too much. Right. It's, it's hard, right? Because you don't know. Because it is good. But is it Donnie Darko, American Psycho good? I mean, I mean, you and I can sit down and we can quote American Psycho all day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So is that because of nostalgia or is it because the movie's that quotable or is it because the movie's that good? Could we do that in this movie? I'm like, you and I will always, always probably remember the vampire scene. That's something that we're not going to get out of our head. Is that business card? You're talking about the bathtub scene at all. What's the bathtub scene? Him slurping up uh, Felix's... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah. So, okay, okay, there you go. Okay, so the bathroom, the bathtub scene. So it's like, do those scenes equal the business card scene in American Psycho? Well, no. The other part of it, too, is that something like Johnny Darko and American Psycho, there is a... um, a, a very an obvious part of the movies where you are in a movie where you're in nonfiction. Sure. I'm sorry. Where you're in fiction completely. This movie feels more like a nonfiction movie. Okay. Fair right. Enough. Like this feels like it's just like, Oh geez. Like, I, I don't I've... know. But did he though? But did because, because remember, because American psycho, sorry to drag this on, but American psycho, you think that you are in fiction where he, shoots the gun once and the, and the cop car explodes, you know, and the helicopters are chasing after Patrick Bateman and all these craziness things are happening. Right? Yeah, exactly. Or so Die Darko when he starts to see, you know, obviously, the, you know, uh, the, the whole airplane thing right. as well. It, it, there, there are but parts... him dancing naked, though. It's him just a dancing celebration. Naked. 
is that though? Did it actually happen? This that's one thing that they think this movie is clever about. Is that I mean like, like is this is this a thing? Like, I'm did not this going to, to look in this movie and and try to think of it as like, oh well, was this somebody's you know, was it make believe the entire time? Was somebody was just thinking about it? Okay. Was, it was this a dream or anything? Okay. It's like no, this was just like you said, a, a psycho a psycho person and really just, just kind of Going in in you know a different type of modern day, um, I don't know, uh, just a psycho movie really. But I, it, nothing st- stood out as it to be completely fiction. It just seemed like it was still played into the into the rules of the real world, right? Uh, even down to the to the butler. So yeah, I hmm, I don't know. I I want to like I want to go medium just because I feel like I don't know, man. This is a tough one for you, buddy. It it really is because I really yeah, I don't know I really did enjoy this movie uh, I mean, like, a lot more than I thought it would. Is it a small? Is no, it's most certainly not a small. So it's definitely a medium or a large for you. Yeah, we we had done it before where it was like a medium with extra toppings and butter and all that other stuff, and it, it really right. is good. Uh, because again, it's, it's just well acted. Um, yeah, I I guess I'll have to to go with that. I don't know, man. Is this? I feel like I, mean, I feel like I'm, I want to be convinced to give it a large. Okay, how about this? Here's my question, and I keep on comparing it. And I'm sorry to be so blunt with it. Is this movie because of the marks that it hits? Is this movie Gen Z's American Psycho? Because if you think it is, then it's probably a large for you, because this is what they're going to. I mean, because because our American Psycho is our American that, Psycho. that, I, I feel like I don't I. I, I feel like if this was a book, you, you know, like, I don't know, I feel like this is a book. I feel like I'm watching a book. Sure, sure. Because of just how twisted the tale is. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, I, maybe, um, maybe it is. Well, just because, again, you, you have, like, the popular kids, you have, the, you know, the, the unpopular kids kind of just, you know, going around the story of, of you know, the I unpopular mean, Getting getting their day, I mean, like I mean, Oliver is Patrick Bateman, right? I mean, like he he's a chameleon. He adapts. He sees his opportunity to strike. You know, like I I don't know. I I'm just seeing a lot of comparisons with that movie, so that's why I'm kind of curious. And I'm not trying to sway you either way. I'm trying to help no, you out. No, but okay. How about this? Is is I, I'll give it a meme only because I I feel like its stronger points also weigh it down. I feel like this movie because of those certain scenes that that we both agree will be the ones that that talked about in this in this movie is is the one that it will shine the most it's not okay. it's not the, the the overall story of like a twist ending or anything like that it's going to be those scenes the vampire scene the bathtub scene so when people hear saltburn they're not going to think oh is that the movie about that weird guy who takes over the family it's like oh wait that's the movie with the guy doing the that vampires. thing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so i i, I feel like it maybe put itself into a corner because of that, and maybe maybe that's what the issue is. Okay. Where you know, if you had other movies that, um, uh, okay, oh, to be so, fair, though, isn't that American Psycho though? Yeah. Well, at the same, yes, and I'm not going to give American Psycho a large bag either. I'm. Oh, I thought you would. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I I, I, I listen. I I enjoyed that movie for the for the same reasons that you that you did for. 
for sure. But at right. the at the same part, it did have its flaws, and so did this movie. Um, mm-hmm. How about I'll compare the same part of like Call Me by Your Name, where oh. people okay. will probably think of one scene in particular in that movie, and not the entire build up there eh, being this romantic story about the you know, uh, a, you know, a, a summer in the in in the uh, in the Italian countryside there. It, people might think of one scene over the other. Um, sure. In in does is that a bad thing for a movie to have one scene define your entire? The I you, mean to have it overshadow we everything. We read a lot of movies that don't even have a the scene to overshadow. I mean, we've reviewed a lot that don't have a scene. Yeah, but. At the same part, there, this movie, when the ending happened, I wasn't sitting there just going, whoa, you know, it, it, yeah, wasn't, it yeah, was just kind of yeah. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you know, whereas it, it, something like, uh, how about Power of the Dog, where that ending happened, you're just like, oh, jeez. I'm thinking yeah. about it more and more, like, oh, jeez, okay, well, did he or didn't he? Was it else up? Whereas this is, it's just like, oh, all right, this guy was, all right. this guy is crazy. You know what's great, though? Got closure. Is is that is that what's great is that you and I are doing this like right now everybody's still listening probably to this episode they're hearing us nerd out I mean so <laughs> obviously obviously this movie has done something for me and you to nerd out for a, a few minutes here right yeah it at the same part I am I'm excited to to see more from these actors I'm excited to see more from this director uh, from a lot of her projects uh I Margot Robbie produced this movie. She's one of the, the producers in in this movie, by the way, too. Oh, hmm. yeah. I, I um, yeah. I, I, you know, two thumbs up type of thing. Yeah, just, but, just uh, not there yet. Just not perfect yet. I like if it wins an award or anything. Yeah, I would. I would even be like, okay, yeah, sure. That that makes that makes sense. All all the parts to it. But yeah, again, five ten years down the road. That scene, or the you know, which one, the bathtub or the vampire scene, is is going to be the one that everyone remembers. Can I ask you one more question before we close out the show? Yeah, we both raved of Power of the Dog, right? Yeah, we both gave it a high rating and we gave it a large, right? How was this movie different for you? You're right. Um... I'm just asking. I don't. Hmm. I feel that it's maybe because of how it highlighted the character. We got to see the start of the villain. The movie opens with the villain and then ends with the villain winning. Whereas in Power of the Dog, it doesn't so much do that. We we gotta get to see. Uh, I, I guess a different perspective. It doesn't follow. Okay. It doesn't. You know what I mean. It's not following the villain so much as it is. It's uh, because also it's it's in that movie the kid. That wasn't his plan the entire time, right? It was his right. plan kind of later on because of how he was treated. Whereas yeah. this, it seemed like it was a plot the entire time. Yeah, Power the Dog. I feel followed people. This movie followed a psycho. Yeah, people that's... are people are great. People do good things. People do bad things. Power of the dog was that. Yeah. Okay, so that's okay. So that's your that's your difference then for you. It, it is it just to plan out the story then? It's not the acting. It's it's not no, any it's not any technical acting. part of the movies. It's it might just be overall story. It could be right. I mean, this is a story that we 
I mean, like now that we know the twist ending, we have seen this movie, of course. So it's like this, this read like a like a Chad Colchin novel. It's that's not, that's really what that was, like an average sure. American male, like The Lie or something like that, where it was right. just kind of like he said, she said, and oh my god, did you see what they were wearing? Kind of a thing. So maybe that's what it is, where it's a bit more of the socialite kind of story of 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 it people of it culture. And is he the Red Death? Is this the Mask of the Red Death? Is this a Poe thing? Right? We can go into that territory. <laughs> right? Look, look. I mean, like, everybody who's continued to listen to this episode, uh, Eric and I are nerding out on this one. I mean, this is something to check out. Just check it out if you're into something that is good, that looks good, but is weird. And you have to suspend your belief. Right? I, I, I can mean, see like, why everyone's talking about it. Right. Uh, check it out. We're not saying that it's large category. It's not going to be nominated for Movie Guys Film of the Year, but it's it's there. You know what I mean? So check it out. Yeah. Right? Check it out if you're into that kind Is of stuff. Is this going to be the second look category? Probably. Probably. Yeah. Might it, give it a large it, it, bag it a little bit later. It could. I mean, let's see what the fans decide on that one. Right. I, I don't know if they're even going to care. They may They may tear us apart on this review. Yeah, maybe you're you're very right. But I mean, I'm I'm staying strong in my medium. It's it's good enough for me. Yeah, maybe um maybe I wanted more psycho. Am I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. if he if yeah. I were showing him killing the dad and and the sister, then it's like, oh, okay, now we're this guy's really psycho. Give me yeah, don't give me half psycho. Give me the full psycho. Yeah, technically this guy's jitsaw. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, right. he did. He killed Felix. Uh, well, I mean, Felix could not have drank in that bottle. Yeah, well, yeah, but he did, and it was poisoned. All right. You wanted the gore. You wanted him to actually kill. Yeah, I got you. Well, everybody, thank you so much for downloading this more recent episode of Movie Guest Podcast at podbeat.com. I did not know this episode was going to go this deep. But I'm glad it did. We haven't had a discussion like this in a while. So I hope you guys who are listening enjoyed this episode. Uh, but like I said, always, thank you so much for downloading. Check us out on every Thursday for a new episode. A or Eric, thank you so much for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. Okay. And you know my house where the main bedroom is the front of the house. Well, not the front of the, but it's facing the front yard. Yeah. RJ's picking up sticks. And all of a cool. sudden, I'm in the kitchen drinking coffee. And I hear, and I, I can't make it up. I hear a screech, a squeal, if you will. Kind of like your 1950s stereotype of a, of a housewife seeing a mouse and going onto a stool. Like that a, kind of shriek. A good old Kathy shriek. A good old Kathy Ack. Right. And she comes into the kitchen and she, her face is blood red. And I was like, what? what's going on? She goes, RJ just saw me naked. <laughs> I said, no, he didn't. What are you talking about? She goes, I didn't have any bottoms on. And I was listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I was... <laughs> And I was, I was, I was in my drawer, kind of bent over, you know, wiggling my bottom. And I look up, and there's RJ staring at me with his handful of sticks. And I went, "Yeah, 
he did. And she was like, oh, my God, I feel so. I was like, hey, he's 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 single. He's pushing 70. You gave him a show and it was free. It's it's yeah. Gina's the problem. It's her. Right. Right. And she's like, I just I just I just can't see him anymore this summer. He's going to see me. He's going to see my bottom. (laughs) I was like, no, are you going to change with the blinds closed? There you go. It's the start of a cruel summer. It's a cruel. I dropped two Taylor's references there, but yeah. Well, I like the original Cruel Summer, though. The song I was oh, just singing. Yeah, sure. The one that was the theme song of uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Buddy, we are living in a, in an era where it's the wave is coming back, you know, and we're getting the nostalgia swing, and mm-hmm. you hear those the songs on the radio, like, oh, I know this song, and you're like, wait a minute. This is a different song using the song that I know. Or we're at the time where we're watching the Super Bowl halftime show and you confuse every single person that Usher's with besides Usher. You're like, is that Kanye? And it's like, no, 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 no. That's Will I Am. It's like, oh, what happened to that guy? And it's like, is that CeeLo? What's CeeLo doing? It's like, no, that's Jermaine Dupree. What? <laughs> I knew it was Jermaine Dupree because CeeLo has like been Cee-Lo. canceled. He uh, looks like CeeLo, though. Fat I, and bald. I, he is, unfortunately, they're both very short, but Jermaine Dupree is like Smurf short. He is he's like Danny DeVito tiny, short. Yeah, he is a tiny, tiny human being, and he's looking real old. I didn't know that was Will I Am, and then I. Uh, I figured out the song. I was like, oh, my God, I think that's Will I Am. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense. There ain't no other person in the world who wear, would wear something that dumb. Kanye. Kanye would not wear a plastic Tron type of thing on his head. Kanye is known for wearing garbage bags rather than it being something uh, light like that. Homeless chic is what Kanye is, whereas Will I Am is trying to be 2000 and, or 2008, but he's 2000 and late. I know my music. 